Remember that Surah Luqman is a Makki Surah. And Makki Surahs, what is their main theme? What is their main focus? Tawheed, faith, right? Belief, morality, akhlaq, adab. And the actual laws, they are contained within which surahs? The Medinan surahs, right? So Surah Luqman, if you look at it, right at the beginning, the Qur'an is mentioned. That how the Qur'an is the source of guidance. And that those who live by this Qur'an, those who take guidance from this Qur'an, it is those people who are successful in this world as well as in the next world. And then another group of people is mentioned who do not pay attention to the Qur'an. In fact, they turn away from the Qur'an. And they don't just turn away from the Qur'an, they also take others away from the Qur'an. That anyone who is being influenced by the Qur'an, what do they want? They want him to get away from the Qur'an. So on the one hand are those who who are muhsineen. Hudan wa rahmatan lil muhsineen. The Qur'an is a guidance and mercy for who? Those who do ihsan. And on the other hand, there are those who may yashtari lahu al-hadith. Those who purchase idle talk, those who purchase amusement of speech, meaning speech whose sole purpose is just amusement, entertainment, distraction from what is more important. And what is the objective over here? لِيُضِلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمِ To mislead people from the way of Allah without any knowledge. And the way of Allah, the Qur'an, the religion of Allah, that is mocked at by such people. What is the consequence of such people? أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ Muheen For such is a humiliating punishment. For the muhsineen is what? Success. They are muflihun. And for those who fill their lives with idle talk, what is their consequence? أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ Muheen A humiliating, disgracing punishment. Meaning a punishment that is going to disgrace them. That is going to humiliate them. Now, we discussed a little bit about lahwa al-hadith. What is lahwa al-hadith? Look at your notes. What is the meaning of lahwa al-hadith? What is lahu? Lahu is? Say that? Distraction. Okay. I gave you the meaning of la'ib and then of lahu. So what is la'ib? What is la'ib? Play. Right? Is there any specific definition that I gave you? Yes? What I gave you? Yes? Okay, children play, yes? Okay, to do something useful without any purpose. Right? Without any good reason. Meaning you're doing it. It's not like you're sitting idle. You're doing something. But you're not going to get anything out of it at the end. Alright? This is la'ib. Now la'ib in itself, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right? Like for example, even if you're coloring something, Okay, you're doing it for a project. Okay, that's not larib. But if you're doing it just for the purpose of, you know, relaxing your mind and as a therapeutic exercise or, you know, a chance to spend time with your family, then this is not larib. Even though it is larib, meaning you're not going to get a product at the end, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right? But such activity can become bad when it becomes a distraction. When it distracts you from what is more important. Alright? Like for example, you have a phone and you're reading something on it. You're reading something on it so that you can increase in your knowledge, which is very you know, unlikely that somebody would actually read something on their phone just to increase their knowledge. But anyway, 
You're reading something, you're going to increase in your information maybe. But that information, how relevant is it to you? Even if it's, you know, you could argue it's relevant or it's not relevant, it's irrelevant. But if it is distracting you from your work, then is it a problem? It's a big problem, right? If you've got your assignment to do, if you've got your test to prepare for, but that whole time is going in the phone, then that phone is what? Lahu. Alright? Because it's become a distraction from you, it's diverting you from what is important for you at that time. And hadith in itself, hadith, it means speech, right? Talk. So lahu al-hadith, meaning from hadith, from speech, from conversation, from talk, that which is a distraction. Meaning every talk is not lahu, but some talks can become lahu. Alright? So the objective over here of bringing lahu al-hadith is what? لِيُضِلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِ To distract people from the way of Allah. It's something to keep people away from the Qur'an, from the way of Allah. It is something that's going to preoccupy people, that is going to busy people, that is going to occupy their minds and their hearts so much that they're either not going to pay attention to the Qur'an, or even if they do pay attention to it, they're going to be distracted from it. That instead of having time to recite the Qur'an, instead of having time to reflect on the Qur'an, to study the Qur'an, the time is going in useless entertainment. And then even though a person is engaged in the worship of Allah, still the mind is not there, a person is not present. Why? Because the lahu al-hadith is still distracting them. لِيُضِلَّ سَبِيلِ What happens as a consequence? A person also وَيَتَّخِذَهَا خُزُوَا A person also makes fun of the religion of سَبِيلِ He mocks at it. He doesn't take the religion seriously. He doesn't even have any respect, any sanctity for the Qur'an, for the religion, that he begins to mock at it. And such are the ones for whom is a humiliating punishment. Now that we've understood the meaning of lahu al-hadith, tell me, what are some of the ways in which we have lahu al-hadith in our lives? Or it could become a part of our life, distracting us from what is important. We need to identify, right? We need to identify what exactly is lahu al-hadith so that we can consciously avoid it. Because if we don't avoid it, it's going to become a barrier between us and and the way of Allah. Right? So what are some of the forms of lahu al-hadith? Go ahead. Okay. You know, for example, a person is so obsessed with a certain show that even at work they're thinking about it, even when they're doing the assignment they're thinking about it, and then they're just wondering you know, what's going to happen in the next episode or in the next season or in the next show that now the whole time is going in Google searching and reading reviews and, and all of that, right? Okay, any other example? Hmm? Okay, such conversations, literally such conversations which are aimless, right? Which include backbiting, which include he said, she said, which include he did, she did, Right? This is going on, that is going on. Talking about others, this is also lahu al-hadith. You know, for example, you sit with your friends to do a group project. You're supposed to be discussing the assignment that has been given. And in the library, you're sitting as if, you know, you tell your parents, I'm at the library, and your mom's so happy, you know, my daughter's so hardworking. It's 8 p.m., she's still in the library. You know, what can I do for her? And there you are sitting with your friends just talking, 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 talking. 
Right? Somebody raise their hand. Hmm, games. And you don't have to purchase video games now. All you need to do is just download a game on your phone, on your iPad or something, and it could literally consume you for several hours. It's amazing. Yes. Okay, music and songs. Because the wordings, the lyrics, the way it occupies the mind, the way it affects the brain, the way it you know, makes you move your body, you know, it kind of makes you heedless, careless. Yes? Okay. It's not just TV shows, it could also be certain books, right? That a person is reading, but those books are not necessarily best in terms of vocabulary, in terms of, you know, your reading level, in terms of the information that you're going to get out of it. It's just garbage, right? It's basically garbage. I remember when I was growing up, there was, you know, series of books, I'm not going to mention it, but basically everybody used to read. And I remember my teacher, she would say, don't read these books, they're garbage. They're garbage. Why? Because the language is not very good. It's not helping you. And secondly, I mean, the content, it's useless. So I remember my teacher telling me, it's garbage, don't read it. Another thing that you mentioned was, following big names, you know, celebrities or whoever they are, where they're going, what they're wearing, just obsessing over their over their actions, over their clothes, over their work, just obsessing over it. Go ahead. Just spending too much time, for example, on social media, right? Or even things like, you know, chatting, filling everybody's phones with WhatsApp messages, you know, forward on all groups, all of them. And then in the morning when you open your phone, it's like 150 unread messages. Honestly, I've been contemplating this. I think I want to delete WhatsApp. I've been thinking about that. You know, that feeling of freedom that I think I'm going to really experience and enjoy and appreciate, just being that, you know, free. You know, a lot of people, they request me, can you please be more active on your Facebook page? And I'm like, no. If I have something useful to share, I will. I'm not going to post for the sake of posting. You know, there's a lot of information out there that you can read anytime. Really there is. I don't want to fill the lives of other people with something that they can get from somewhere else, something that that's already there. Why post and repost and share and reshare and keep spreading information over information, just filling our lives so that we don't even get time to think. No time with ourselves. Yes. Yes. You know, it's like people get addicted to different things. Being addicted to, for instance, the internet. Literally being addicted to it. That the moment we go into somebody's house, the first thing we ask for is, what's the Wi-Fi password? I mean, discussing, talking about things which are irrelevant. The thing is that the excessiveness of qil wa qal, qila, it was said in qala, he said basically, he said, she said, this happened, that happened. Whether it's in the form of speech or in the form of texting or typing or in any form, what this does is that it hardens the heart. It hardens the heart. So much so that a person, first of all, he begins to feel, you know, it's like you become desensitized. Big things happen. People are getting killed. People are dying. People are getting hurt. So many big things are happening and it doesn't even affect a person anymore. It doesn't even affect them. 
right? So overindulgence in anything kills the heart. It hardens the heart. And when the heart is hardened, then a person is distracted from the way of Allah. Then he can even make fun of the way of Allah. وَيَتَّخِذَهَا huzua. So whatever form of lahu al-hadith it is, this is something that we need to be conscious about. Yes. Yeah? I mean, hadith is specifically talk, conversation. But even certain habits which do kill the heart, which weaken the heart, which harden the heart. Like for example, just eating, even though a person is not hungry. Right? I mean, it's understandable. Sometimes we have cravings. But constantly, you know, it's like you need to do something. You haven't done anything productive all day. So at night, you don't want to sleep. So then what happens? You read something, it doesn't satisfy you. You go and you eat something, that doesn't satisfy you. Then you watch something, that doesn't satisfy you. All you need to do is do something meaningful to feel satisfaction so that you can go to sleep in peace. Okay. A lot of students, I hear it in the high school too and from parents too, because parents are doing the same thing. So people are checking their phones till the very last minute. And then the young kids are used to having their tablets and things away. So people are not able to sleep at the right time. They are sleeping with a lot of load. Young girls, this friend said this, this did this, this has happened back home. You're getting like overload of uh, information. Mm -hmm. And then you can't even sleep well. And then you get up and then right away you find out what's happening wherever. And once again, you have no control over it, but it brings extra anxiety on you. Yeah. So they say for the parents, the best thing is at this time, put all the gadgets in your own bedroom and charge them there so that your children will not have access. And the sooner you do it, the better. Because yeah. whenever you start, it's going to be a challenge. But it's an ongoing challenge for everybody at this time. Yeah. And I think each person needs to be... Our parents could be forcing these limits on us, but we need to take responsibility of ourselves, right? Your time is your time. Your life is your life. And it's precious. Your mental health, your mental well-being is for your own good. So take care of it. Don't fill your life with garbage. Don't fill your life with so many things that you don't have time to breathe. You don't have time to reflect. You don't have time to think. Because the thing is that when you... Fill your life with all of these things. When we do that, like I said, it hardens your heart. You forget yourself. Isn't it? You literally forget yourself. You're so consumed about others, what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're writing, what they're wearing, where they're going, that you stop working on yourself. Self-improvement. There's no room for it. And those who forget themselves, then what's the result of that? Total destruction. Right? Because a person is not careful about what they're doing, what they're not doing, how they're progressing, where they're lagging. A person is unaware of himself. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us against that. That do not be like those who have forgotten Allah, because then they forgot themselves. And ulaika, those people, humul khasirun, they are losers. Those who forget themselves are losers. So, Lahwal hadith, what does it do? Distracts a person from Allah, distracts a person from oneself, and as a result, he is misled. بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ وَيَتَّخِذَهَا هُزُوَةً So, 
desensitized that he even makes fun of the religion of Allah ulaika lahum adabun muhin for such people is a humiliating punishment and then look at the effect wa idha tutla alayhi ayatuna walla mustakbiran when the verses are recited he turns away arrogantly ka allam yasma'ha as if he didn't even hear them ka anna fi udunayhi waqra as if there's a burden in the ears deafness in the ears preventing him from even listening to the Quran You know this whole thing about is music haram or halal, right? Just think about it this way. If you know a person is listening to music, right? Song and music. And I'm not just talking about song and music, even too much nasheed. Believe me. Too much nasheed even. What it does is that it prevents you from the dhikr of Allah. It prevents you from the dhikr of Allah. Trust me. I've seen this happen. I remember in my car, I used to play a CD of the 30 years from my kids. Okay? And alhamdulillah, I saw the effect of it. Instant effect of it. How quickly, mashallah, they were memorizing certain surahs and reviewing them. And then what happened? A nasheed CD came. Okay? Once that nasheed CD came, that was it. They wanted to listen to nasheed. And then it's harmless. It's halal. Right? But then what happens? First of all, the words are difficult for kids to understand, right? And even if they're all there, they don't fully really grasp the meaning, right? Then what happens? You get so used to listening to nasheed, that what happens is that you find Qur'an boring. You find Qur'an boring. This happens. So alhamdulillah, then I removed the CD. It was in the trunk, or it was fallen on the other side of the car. And we're basically taking a break from it to break the habit. Break the habit of listening to nasheeds. I'm not saying listening to nasheeds is bad. The problem is once you listen and you get used to listening, you want to listen more and more and more. It's addictive. Right? It's really addictive. And it prevents you from the dhikr of Allah. This is the problem. You know, in Surah Al-Shu'ara, at the end of Surah Al-Shu'ara, we learned that poetry is not unlawful. Isn't it? But there's one condition that's mentioned over there. And what is that? Those poets who remember Allah much, they have to do the dhikr of Allah. Because if poetry, if song is more and Qur'an dhikr is less, then that is a problem. It will definitely be a problem. So the effect of music is that it doesn't let you enjoy the Qur'an anymore. Really. You know, it's like if somebody is used to listening to music, the sound of music, then what happens if they listen to a plain nasheed? Oh, it's so plain. There's no beat, there's no fun. You understand? It sounds boring. So then why would they enjoy the Qur'an? Yes. I used to listen to the Qur'an when my children were small. Now they are big, alhamdulillah, over 20. So what happened was, um, I used to listen to Qur'an when I'm the cleaning the house, cooking. And exactly, I found some, my children, they don't know the meaning of the Qur'an, but they just used to listen with me. And one day I buy the Al-Habibi store, or I don't know, the other store, CD, CD song. Yeah. Muslim song. Yeah. So in, sometimes it's halal. They say they, for the children, always when I go to the store, I look what's good for the children. 
So I saw the English song, hmm. English story. So I used to put it on their time. Sometimes I listen to Quran, sometimes I put the Muslim song or a story. So they grow up like that. Yeah. Up. Sometimes they listen to their Quran, but they also listen to the song. Yeah. So they get used to it. They know the meaning, the English, you know. Yeah. So they more listen to the song instead yeah. of the Quran. Yeah. And the also Saturday, Sunday, they go to Quran class, right? They so stop listening to the Quran, get used to that. Now, right now, even my children, when they cleaning and they washing the dishes, they put in the song. They grow up with the song instead of the Quran. Yeah. So even if I told them, why you don't listen to the Quran? They say, Mom, I understand more this. Yeah. So they get used to it. So if they get used to you know. Yeah. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying don't listen to nasheeds. I love nasheeds. I myself listen. I think they're a very good way of, you know, educating people. You know, there's so many basic facts about our deen, which till today, when I have to recall them in my mind, I think about the nasheeds that I learned to learn those facts. Right? Like, for example, as a child, I learned a nasheed about the Prophet ﷺ in which all of his family members were mentioned. So till today, sometimes I get confused with the names Abu Talib and Abdul Muttalib. Right? Because they sound so similar. So who's the uncle and who's the grandfather? I recall the words of the nasheed in my head. But anyway, it's a very good medium of you know teaching, of learning. But the point I'm making over here is that if good, halal, innocent nasheeds can prevent you from the dhikr of Allah, what do you think about vulgar, musical, obscene songs? What do you think about that? I'm not saying halal, haram. I'm not getting into that. Just think about it. Just analyze it. If innocent stuff can prevent you from the remembrance of Allah, what do you think about vulgar things? Are they not going to prevent us from the dhikr of Allah? And if the heart is void of Allah's dhikr, then what do you think is the state of that heart? Yes. Assalamu alaikum. It's my own experience. I was trying to memorize Quran and there was a very good drama play was coming. And my daughter said, Mommy, this is of your choice. So I started watching it. It was just experimental and a good subject. So I was started watching that drama. And believe me, my Quran was going out of my mind, out of my heart. And I was saying, what's happening? And then I stopped, of course, then again started Quran. I experienced whenever I watch something on Facebook, any uh, just a clip or a song, my memorization left behind. So now I've just stopped everything because either Quran can stay in your heart or in your mind or a drama or a nasheed. Thank you. Yes. Nasheed is a way of dhikr. That's true. I mean, you do dhikr of Allah in your conversation. You can do dhikr of Allah even through poetry. Absolutely. But what kind of dhikr do you think is better? Saying the adhkar that the Prophet ﷺ taught, the dhikr through the recitation of the Qur'an, reflection on the Qur'an, or dhikr through the words of an ordinary person, whether they are ourselves or somebody else, whose way is better? Right? The way of the Prophet ﷺ. The dhikr through the Qur'an. So, you see, everything has to be within its limits, right? The problem with singing excessively is that it doesn't let you feel satisfied. You know, it's like those certain foods which are not certain, there's so many now, that they are engineered literally that in such a way that when you eat them, you don't feel satisfied, but the taste is also so good, you don't feel satisfied, so you could literally eat the whole bag of chips, the whole bag, 
literally, and you still don't feel satisfied. You know the feeling? You have to force yourself to stop. Ice cream even. You start off with one scoop and another scoop and then you're like, forget it man, let me just take the whole box, right? And then you sit in front of the TV with the whole box and a spoon and you just finish the whole thing. It's engineered that way that you don't feel satisfied. This is the problem. Same thing with singing. It just doesn't let you feel satisfied. And the recitation of the Qur'an is such that it brings you a sense of achievement, a sense of accomplishment. I'm not saying that you just read a short surah and you're like, done. No, but when you stop, you feel like you've gotten something. You see this waqr. كَأَنَّ فِي أُذُنَيْهِ وَقْرًا This is what happens. It kind of plugs your ears. It plugs your brain. It plugs your thinking. It doesn't let words of wisdom go through. It doesn't let the Qur'an go through. Also, I remember Shaykh um, Abu Isa mentioned uh, in his class about salah that when the adhan is being said, it shouldn't be so like melodious or I don't know how to say that word, that it takes away from the actual adhan itself. It should be like to the point. And it's like, the same with the Qur'an, that like sometimes there's so much melody that the Qur'an, like you're humming the Qur'an. Yeah, I mean, reciting it in a beautiful way, this is something that's part of the sunnah. It's encouraged, actually. The Prophet ﷺ even said that, whoever lam yataghanna bil Qur'an, falaysa minna. You know, like, you don't just read it like this, khalidina fiha wa'dallahi haqqa wa huwa al-azizul hakim. No, you recite it. You know, this is why it's tilawa, it's recitation. You have to beautify it. Beautification of the voice in the recitation of the Qur'an, that is part of it. But it's just a part of it. It's not all of it. You understand? Our focus has entirely become on what? Sound, voice, the tune. Assalamualaikum. I have a question. Um, I've heard in more than one masajid, especially for Tarawi, some recitations that were so beautiful, people would come to hear just that one person. So the masajid, and I've heard it happening more than once in different masajid, that they ask that person to stop, like they got someone else. Because I felt people were coming more to hear that person's voice than for actual Tarawi. So is this wrong to come because you like how someone recites? or? I mean, everybody has their own preferences. There is nothing wrong with that. But if it becomes you know, almost like that person is being harassed, they're not being given a break because people are getting angry that why is he not reciting? Or that others are not getting a chance at all, then it becomes uh, you know, a social problem and that needs to be solved. Right? Yes. When it comes to listening to the nasheeds or the Qur'an, if someone says the nasheeds are far more exciting or I, they prefer listening to it, it's because the sounds sound nice or whatever. The only reason why the Qur'an is not affecting us the same way is because we don't understand it. Yeah. Had we understood it, it would have affected us far better. Once there was a scholar, he his students were same thing about Tarawih, they were talking about, oh, I'm going to go to that masjid to hear that reciter. Did you hear how you recited Surah Qaf? It was so amazing. And then he's like, well, did you find his voice exciting or amazing? Or did you find like what the he was Quran reading is. that was important, that was amazing? Yes. So more than the voice of the person, it's actually the Qur'an. Right? So the Qur'an should be the focus. Exactly, the actual content is the Qur'an. I just feel, you know, how, I don't know, Surah Al-Nas or Surah Al-Falak, one of them has it that the shaitan put things in our chest, uh, different kinds of... 
so sometimes when people are going in the right path and going for taravi and stuff and then all those extra things come out of nowhere just that shaitan want to differ us just from hearing it one way or another yeah uh, i mean whoever is going wherever is mashallah great as it is even if it's somebody speaking it is speaking allah's kalam so yeah. so beautiful mashallah yeah and same thing happens with nasheed so innocent oh you hear nasheed so nice who's the artist oh he's the art is he single is he married no seriously honestly if you ever google their names so and so wife so and so husband so and so married so and so divorced why does this even matter to us honestly i mean he could be living in spain for all you know but yes assalamualaikum <laughs> i recall a very uh, famous incident that happened in kuwait you all know mshari athasi he's from kuwait and everyone loves his uh, nasheeds and qiraa So he would come, obviously it's his country, and pray taraweeh during Ramadan. And people would start fighting for parking at his masjid and, you know, just forget about the ibadah and doing taraweeh and actually fight for parking <laughs> outside. And it's really sad that that happened. Yeah. That he would go during Ramadan out to like other countries outside and not pray in Kuwait. Because of that reason. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْتَرِي لَهْوَ الْحَدِيثِ لِيُضِلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ وَيَتَّخِذَهَا هُزُوًا أُولَئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ مُهِينٌ 